to scale from something just simple as emails to this automated process, I think leads that turned into clients really liked that flow. And they're like, oh, this person or this business is legitimate and not just an email, simple email correspondence. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How to Scale an Agency. We're going to be focusing on all the ways in which your business can grow and scale online as a digital marketing agency. The digital marketing agency space has never been easier to get into. And on this podcast, we're going to help uncover all the tricks and tools of the trade that digital marketing agency owners are doing today to help them achieve the scale necessary to be wealthy, prosperous, and do good in the world. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the How to Scale Your Agency podcast. I'm here with Kyle Piorkowski. Is that correct? Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, Piorkowski. Okay, nice. I, uh, <laughs> I, my last name is actually Lucas Capistani, so I changed mine to Lucas James just because it was easier for people to say and spell. I, l- I left mine difficult on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How are you today? How's everything with your business? Could you share a little bit about Liquid Light Design Agency and what you do for companies? Yes, everything's good. Thank you for asking. Um, I've been growing this business for almost eight years now. Um, what started off as a uh, virtual reality, immersive art tech platform quickly turned into just scaling out to web design, graphic design, helping people market their their businesses that aren't just using uh, or focused just on VR alone, but also just all types of services and products right. uh, for different industries and different walks of life. So remotely and locally yeah. uh, based here in Los Angeles and, and have uh, you know, doubled or tripled business in the last uh, year and a half, two years, um, especially with COVID happening and a lot nice. of small businesses moving, moving, you know, online. How much monthly revenue are you guys doing in your business right now? Um, I, let me see, average of, I think, six to seven or sometimes eight, 8K a month. Nice. And, and have you gotten to the duplication point yet in your business? Are you currently, uh, do you have anybody on your team or how, how is that? Yeah. So learned this um, just in the last few months, how to delegate and, mm-hmm. um, value the hourly that you need to, um, I guess, price yourself out as the right. business owner so that you can work on the business and not just, uh, you know, in the business. And yeah. so, so yeah, I recently hired out a team of uh, tech Jedis to help me, you know, with different tasks and design. Um, nice, flows. nice, nice. And, and, and what has been the biggest inhibitor to scale was it just you weren't really focused on it at the time or was there another issue coming in play i would say finding proper leads quality leads uh referrals that you know learning on how to automate and streamline these processes to onboard and get the right proposals and contracts in place right to then finalize and qualify the right clients and right. Uh, say, say no, no to the, the, no to, no to certain clients that are not in alignment and, you know, be still professional friendly and send them maybe in the, and in, in still in the right direction. That's, that's important. And that's how I was able to start scaling was, uh, 
getting the right type of software and a team on board to help me. So it wasn't just me doing everything at one time. So what other kind of inhibitors are there to scaling a design agency? Have you noticed there's any roadblocks that you find particularly difficult? It's really easy to invest and spend money where you think it's going to bring value, but maybe it's kind of like, like a game of chess in a way where you want to be able to move forward, but in order to move forward, you got to think your moves through a few times before right. you just maybe be impulsive and pull the trigger. And you really got to do your homework and research and keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the online market and the offline market. Cause you still got to be human and real and understand people's brick and mortar businesses before you can translate that into a digital realm to sales and services. Right. And you mentioned that you've been able to grow the agency two to three X over the last 12 months. What, what's caused that? <laughs> I can uh, relate that to a very specific software and I will, I'll just name drop them now because I think they deserve it and I, I credit them to it, but I use a Bonsai. What do they do? They have much like how you do website design it, for any designers out there, how you pick templates for web design for a client. You don't have to reinvent or build forms and documents from the ground up, especially legally speaking, which can be uh, time consuming and you might have to hire an attorney or whatnot, but they have a whole suite of different templates that you choose from for different projects, different types of contracts for different clients. And mm -hmm. so you can go in and you choose what resonates or what it you know pertains to the, the client you're working with and modify it to put in your business uh, information details and uh, legally get it into alignment and right. um, yeah, in sync with, the, with what you're doing. And so honest, that wasn't really the, um, that wasn't really the first thing I would think of when it comes to scaling two to three X. Like, can you explain a little bit how that has directly led to revenue? Is it just because it's made it easier for people to sign or is it? Because yeah. Yeah. It's actually, uh, so when you're working with, uh, leads and they're working with maybe, uh, may, well, a lot of them don't understand the technicalities and the technical language. And so right. a lot of the initial impressions of, Hey, I'm going to send you my website. I'm going to send you a proposal, but before I send you the proposal, let me send you my project brief. So two things happened. I designed a project brief questionnaire, which automated the intake of a lead and turning them into a client. And then right when they send up or fill out the project brief, they would then get pipelined into Bonsai and Bonsai mm -hmm. looks so good and it's so beautiful and it's so interesting from a graphic design perspective that it allows, I think people see that and they take you uh, more seriously and it looks very professional. And so up until then, before that point, a lot of my business was word of mouth and the few leads I did get, it was usually done over the phone or through uh, simple just emails. To scale from something just simple as emails to this automated process, I think leads that turned into clients really liked that flow and they're like, oh, this person or this business is legitimate and not just an email, simple email correspondence. Right. Which led to, uh, we're going to go with you over the four other providers that have also contacted us today. Maybe they're just sending us a generic looking email. Right. And I think that's a big deal today when people are so, they have such short attention spans and they're like, hey, how do you present yourself in the first like five seconds? Right. And so um, that's really interesting. It's the first time I've heard about the software. If anyone from Bonsai is out there, and wants to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> yeah. let me know. Sounds like it'd be valuable for the community. 
with that being said, design agencies are notoriously difficult to scale. What is your growth plan to scaling it? Is it to hire more people, get more referrals? Get make yeah. Uh, to give more context, part of what helped me scale was uh, moving into a better editing uh, platform uh, known as Duda, uh, which I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but um, I have heard they, of yeah. yeah, they, I mean, recently over this summer w was rated uh, number one in the world for web editing mm -hmm. and, uh, and they are in close partnership with Amazon finances and, and Google. So their, their SEO optimization, all that was able to, um, with my clients, I was able to move a lot of my clients away from some more complex um, platforms such as uh, WordPress and Shopify and get them on this uh, much easier, more user-friendly oriented for both the client and designer platform. Right. And that really expedited the design process and the iteration or prototyping process. So I was able to cut my um, design and build times from maybe two or three months down to like three or four weeks. And so that's a big deal. And that, that allowed me to do way more design builds in one month. And, and that's really what helped me scale as well as automating these processes I told you about. How are you charging people? Is it on a monthly subscription basis or a project-based basis? It's both, yeah. So one-time deliverable fees and then also a monthly retainer based on SEO or maintenance plans and uh, marketing plans as well. Um, those are subscription-based, but the one-time deliverable fees are you know, obviously for what they're getting. And then they pay their subscription to um, Duda, which is um, is a different way for me to market myself because it's um, the way I'm also uh, able to relate to a lot of these clients is a lot of them come to me from maybe uh, uh, situations where they were being taken advantage of or, or um, they were getting charged large amounts of money per month, but not really seeing any results or getting very little to no tech support or design support. So I come in and, and my team and I, and I, we work so closely with each client. It's, it's a quality over quantity approach for us. I love that. And so is that the way you plan on keeping it is, is small batches of people or do you plan on increasing the, yeah, it's, or the, the breadth? I'm, of the I'm in it for the long, the, the marathon and not the sprint. And uh, I think it's more important to have good business and uh, clients that are in alignment because as we had talked about before, yeah. You know, this recording was, you could have a hundred clients, but if they're, you know, um, not really in, in harmony with how you run or, or think or, or consult or design, then you're going to spend, you know, half the time trying to get them to understand when you could find a few really good clients instead of saying yes to everyone, say yes to the ones that are alignment, politely say no to the ones that are not. And then you grow your business humbly and in a much better kind of like a marathon way instead of like, I just want to get everything all at once. And, uh, right. and then you'll, you'll be in a, a better state of flow. That's real wealth, you know, instant, like, Hey, look at all this I have type of thing. I love that. I love that. And I think that's a really cool point you made about flow. And I think that's a whole topic of a whole nother episode, but I'm going to cut it short here just because I know we're kind of out of time a little bit, but it's been great having you on the show. We do a rapid fire round at the end of these podcasts. Just ask you a couple of questions just for kind of comparison purposes. I know people who listen to this, they want to know like, you know, my, how do I stand up against other companies? And they want to learn like book recommendations. It's one of the questions, um, ways they can learn and things like that. So I got a couple of questions yep. for you here at the end. How old are you? I'm 33. 
And uh, how long has your agency been around? Has the agency been around for as long as you said? It started off as a freelance. Yeah. So, and, and was doing, I, again, I do a lot of VR and XR development and nice. still do. It's maybe three years or two years um, agency, but really officially the, just, just over this last year, have we, have I gone from freelance to like more of a micro agency? Yeah. I love that. Um, yep. and so it's just basically one year for the agency. Correct. And any book recommendations that you'd give to the audience? Yeah, I have, I have them next to me. Thinking Grow Rich. The Science of Wealth. That's a good one. And then there's one that has more to do with uh, life in general um, that supersedes even even wealth and money itself. But that one's that one's called uh, Emerald Tablets of Thought. Right. So and that's that's a very uh, like a timeless read. So I recommend that as well. Nice. For, and that's really good for creativity. I love that. So if you had to pick a number, uh, how much would you sell the agency for if someone were to come to you and try to buy it from you today? Uh, with over 30 great clients and ongoing, I would say I've never been asked that before, but, um, <laughs> no, but I have heard this. I've ha I have heard this on other podcasts. I would say I yeah. would probably, you know, I would probably value it at at least, um, you know, 200 K or plus from there. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you on the show, Kyle. Um, we'll have to get you back on here in a quarter or so and review and see if you're you're going to hit your goals. What What's the goal for this year? What are you trying to get to revenue-wise? Already on track to over 100K and, and next year, 200. Very nice, man. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, is there anything anybody can contact you for that you'd find valuable? Any uh, referrals or anything like that you'd want people to hit you up for? If anyone needs any web design help or uh, virtual reality or, you know, immersive art, tech, design, prototyping, all that, yeah, I, they can reach me at liquidlightproject.com or email me liquidlightproject at gmail.com. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you.